Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Business of Design, and I'm your host, Kimberly Selden. And I'm so glad you're here, you hardworking designer, you. This is episode 67, and we're going to be talking about the fact that it's what's inside that counts. We know good looks matter. They matter a lot. But it's equally important that items function and perform and have value. And most of that is hidden from plain sight. It's our job as the design professional to educate our clients about the fact that sometimes the value of something is difficult to see with your own eyes. For example, if you present to a client a sofa that's $1,200 and a sofa of the same size that's $6,000, we've got to be able to explain to the customer why those two two sofas are wildly different and how we know for sure the experience of using the $6,000 sofa is going to be far superior to the experience of using the $1,200 sofa. Joanna Goodman is a dear friend, and she has a company called Oli Fine Linens in Toronto, and she did not set out to build a company whose reputation rested solely on providing gorgeous bedding. Now, don't get me wrong. They have gorgeous bedding. But from the beginning, they knew their job was to teach consumers that there was a better way to experience sleeping, that what your pillow was made of and what your mattress felt like and what was inside your duvet would all contribute to whether or not you had a great night's sleep. And my journey as a brand new designer to a mature design professional pretty much mirrors the journey that Oli has had as well. When we both started out, consumers really didn't understand those topics as well as they do now. There was a time when the lowest price was what most of my customers were asking for. Now, that could be because I was just starting out, and so that was the type of customer I was attracting, or it could be that I just didn't have the experience and knowledge I needed to attract those higher-end customers. And trust me when I tell you, a higher-end customer who does some traveling and stays at great hotels knows the difference in a nanosecond between a luxurious bed and a bed that looks good but is cheap. And so sometimes our job as designers is to make sure we don't find ourselves in that unfortunate squeeze place where the client is saying they want luxury and lives with luxury. You can tell that by the type of home they live in, the type of vacations they go on, the type of cars they drive. So they live with luxury, but they give us a budget that doesn't allow us to make all those purchases. So I say this all the time. The fact that a client gives us a budget does not mean we need to find every single thing on their wish list to fit that budget. That is not our job. At least that's not my job. My job is to create an experience the clients will love as they interact with the things that I've purchased on their behalf. So when they sit on that sofa, it needs to be comfortable. It needs to perform well. It needs to be something that they interact with and love on a regular basis. Because if it's something they think is meh, or worse, something they think is uncomfortable or doesn't look right or isn't performing well, that's going to tarnish my reputation in that customer's mind. So it's important to me that I'm always providing value to clients.
As they said, Joanna Goodman is the owner of the Canadian linen company Ole Fine Linens in Toronto, but originally she's from Montreal, and her it was her mom, Peggy Byron, who started the company in the early 80s. Joanna now runs the operation with her husband, Miguel. They have two children, and she is the author of five books. So just for fun, if you want to see someone's side hustle, Home for Unwanted Girls is a lot of fun, and we put a link to that book, her latest uh, best-selling national novel, on the Business of Design show notes page as well. In addition, Joanna has kindly provided us with a handout called The Essential Guide to Betting. I strongly recommend you guys download that for yourself and start thinking at the very beginning of the project what your client's going to need in terms of betting. Because in a typical house where there's two, three, four bedrooms and as many beds, there are so many things that would be helpful for us to take charge of to create the experience our clients are craving. And that includes the bed skirt and the mattress protector and the sheets and the duvet and the euros and the pillows, all of those things. So if you can talk your clients into new bedding up front, that makes your job easier. If not, I would include that as part of the styling process. Even those clients who say they don't need it and they don't want it almost invariably will go for it during the styling process because it's done. And that is true luxury, not having to do the work yourself. Joanna's experience revolves around the bedding industry, but her advice is timeless for all of us. In fact, a couple of things she said I think resonate so strongly with me. One of them was don't give the client too many options. They teach their salespeople that as part of their training at Ali. If you give the client too many options, it overwhelms them. They are looking for you to make an opinion and tell them what they should choose. And I, I feel strongly that that's true for us as well. The other thing that came up is the fact that we don't have to know everything. We have to know who to ask. Of course, we don't have as much knowledge about betting as Joanna and her team do because we're not spending our entire day focused solely on betting. We are focused on a thousand different details. What's important is that we know who to ask. And this is a theme that's going to come up again in episode 69 when you hear the second part of Kara Lowenthal's conversation about confidence. We don't have to know everything. We imagine the client thinks they want us to know everything, but in fact, they're just looking for us to give them guidance on how to get that information. So lots of great stuff here. Before we jump into Joanna's conversation, let's check in with Cheryl Horn. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Everything here as well. That sounded so stupid. <laughs> Everything here is well. Everything here is good. I'm well. Things are good. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. Uh, well, we've got all of our webinars up on the on the site, so you can um, check those out and make sure you mark those dates in your calendar. The next one's coming up on July 31st. Um, Palm Springs is sold out. We've been sold out for quite a few weeks now, but we do still have a wait list. Life happens in case somebody drops out. So just let me know if you're still interested. I'll make sure you get on our wait list and keep you posted if a spot does open up. Um, and then coming up for 2019, we're already, it's only summer and we're already looking ahead to 2019, but um, in March, you'll be going to Melbourne. And we're also trying to uh, get you to Texas in 2019. So yeah. if you're uh, in Texas and want us to come, reach out. So we're starting a list for that. 
or if you're interested in bringing uh, Kimberly and Business of Design to another city, wherever it is that you're listening from, um, again, reach out to me and we're going to start some more uh, meetups. Yeah, and this is I, supremely selfish on my part. I'm like, I need to get <laughs> to Texas. To yeah, I need to see my girlfriend in Dallas. So that's really important. And I've never been to Austin. So that's crazy. So I, that's on the list for sure. I have never seen the Liberty Bell. And I need to go to Pennsylvania to do that. I forget who I was talking to. Someone who's coming up on the podcast who's from Pennsylvania. And I'm like, I'm going to bug you about coming to see you in Pennsylvania. So yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm packed. If you're ready to have me, <laughs> I'm packed. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to help bring Kimberly and Business of Design to your city, reach out to us. Or reach out to me, Cheryl, at businessofdesign.com, and we'll we'll start some lists. We'll get... Uh, <laughs> And do not do a tour in 2019. And please don't tell anyone in the design team about this because they're always like, she's going away again. Oh, yeah. You just got back. I know, right? Okay. It's our little secret. Have a great day, Cheryl. Thank you. You too. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses plus Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Joanne, it's so nice to talk to you like this. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. And full disclosure, everyone, Joanne is my go-to resource when it comes time to make a beautiful bed. And you were the person I first thought of when we started noodling around this idea of an inside job and how important it is that the level of quality on the inside of the goods we sell is as gorgeous and functional as the level of quality on the outside. And of course, that makes sense when you're talking about fine bedding. So welcome and let's have a conversation. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I love this is one of my favorite um, topics of conversation because I really believe that, um, you know, when you're hiring a designer, you are putting your trust in them, not just to give you something that looks beautiful, but that something but something that is as as beautiful like on the inside as it is on the outside so good quality um something you can trust and that's a lot of the reason why many of us hire designers right and it's so funny when i talk to designers sometimes and i'll say what differentiates you often they'll say well we do really great work but that's kind of a foregone conclusion isn't it when you hire a designer you expect that it's going to look beautiful right Absolutely. Absolutely. But I also expect that thoughtfulness is going to, go, is going to have gone into um, not just the aesthetic design, but how it functions. And I mean, whether you're doing a kitchen and you're de- designing how the drawer, you know, you, the, I'm trusting my designer is going to work with 
um, a top organizer who's going to organize my drawers so that my cutlery is well, you know, best organized and, um, you know, the dishwasher is in the right place. And these are all things that I'm hiring a designer for. It's not just that you are getting me the best looking um, or the most expensive product. I, I want it to be the most functional, the best quality. And that, you know, really is true for the bed because these, these clients are sleeping in this bedding 365 nights of the year and so if i'm trusting my designer to go out and buy the bedding for me i'm trusting that not only are they going to choose something stunning to look at that matches my wallpaper and my drapes but that when i get into my bed my pillows are a great quality the duvet works um, the sheets fit properly the sheets are good quality that for me is the whole experience of using a designer. Okay, so really good points. I want to definitely talk about what components go into making a great bed because I think that's important for us to know. And for some designers, they're not sleeping on a great bed. And so this is going to be new information. Um, For some designers, they feel trapped by clients who want quality but don't want to spend the money. So that's a conversation we want to have. And then you made me think of my early days as a designer hiring a kitchen company and then the client when the kitchen was installed, it looks so pretty. And the client says, where does my cutlery go? There's no (laughs) dividers, right? And I was like, oh, right. Okay. I have to ask for that. So, so, so much of what we do is about the details that will make or break the experience of using the beautiful product that we buy, right? Exactly. Uh, You know, when my mom started Oli, it wasn't to sell high-end luxury or, you know, just beautiful sheets. It was to change the experience of, you know, the quality of how people slept. And so to that point, you know, she always saw herself as someone who was educating people on how to get a great night's sleep and how to best, what makes a great pillow and why you would invest in good sheets. And, you know, so I would say, we think of ourselves less as salespeople, and I also see that that's the role of the designer. You're also educating your clients about, um, you know, for instance, I know nothing about, you know, bathroom uh, faucets, and I need to be educated. So, uh, again, when I'm hiring a designer, I am trusting. Uh, lighting is another great example. I'm trusting that you're going to educate me. Don't mm-hmm. just show me a pretty ball. You know, what What kind of lights are going to give off? Like, I, I need my designer to, tr- to, you know, have knowledge and to educate me on the products that she's putting into my home. And so absolutely, I believe it's the designer's, you know, responsibility to, to, to know. And I'm not saying to choose the most expensive at all, whether it's faucets, whether it's sheets, whether it's kitchen appliances, but certainly to guide me in the direction of the best quality and the best value. The best quality and the best value for your dollars. And that's something that's hard sometimes for us to get a handle on. But you've got to, in that case, if you're a design professional listening, you want to trust your 
your instincts because if you're standing in a home and there's a Range Rover in the driveway and they just got back from Aspen where they stayed in their girlfriend's cottage uh, and spent two weeks skiing, chances are even though they're telling you the budget's super, super slim, they want quality. And so there's a bit of psychology involved. Joanna, you've dealt with so many design professionals. Do you run into that? Do you run into those professionals who will say, oh, my clients want the best, but they don't want to pay for it. And so they try to get you to show them things that aren't great quality. And how do you convince them that teaching the clients about the value is the better way to go? It's a good question. And, I, you know, I want to, to the answer to sound, you know, <laughs> flip, but I will say that not so much anymore. And the reason being um, is I think, you know, when Oli opened, which is now, I mean, it's going on 35 years. My mom started it. Wow. And particularly when we got to Toronto, there was a lot of that in the earlier years, educating, explaining. Why would you get cotton instead of polyester? Why? What is a thread count? Why would you? Why? What's? Why is this sheet 19.99 and this one is 129? And so that com- those sorts of conversations, well, they still do happen. I think over the past decade, there's been a real shift in, um, well, there's been a lot of PR around thread count and good quality sheets and sleeping in cotton and transparency, um, all that stuff. You know, when, when we first opened and we first started selling these sheets, um, we, yeah, we were starting from scratch. We were saying, here's why you're, you would want to spend money on cotton sheets rather than polyester sheets, which are so much less expensive. Um, so there was so much of that education going on. But I do find in recent years, most people who are coming into our store have an understanding. And that doesn't mean they're, they're going to ask, they want a thousand thread count. We all understand that that's not what makes a good sheet. We have, you know, so many different tools and to say like, okay, you're doing a kid's room, you're doing a guest room, you're doing a cottage. You don't want to spend a fortune. You just want something that is really great value and you want 100% cotton that will last you a decade so let's go in this direction and I remember your master you I'm so sorry I remember your mom I bought my first duvet cover and sheets from Oli you guys used to be on Mount Pleasant in Toronto I bought Uh my first set of sheets from your mom and my first duvet cover 30 years ago and I know that exactly because my husband and I had just gotten married and it seemed like a fortune and I still have this is the truth I still have that duvet on my daughter's bed at our country house so it's great quality. Yeah, well, I mean, and I remember your I, mom telling me she liked thread count. Her favorite thread count was 250 because she liked yep. how that felt. So it's really not yep. even about thread count, really, at no. the end of the day. No, it's it's not at all about thread count or it's not about what's the, you know, she used to have this thing like, we are not shishi poo-poo. We are not about shishi poo-poo. It, it, was, it was about quality, but but value she was it was so important to her and the truth is i have well i have all my sheets that she ever started putting on my bed from the time i was a teenager basically um and then i have all her sheets that are 30 35 years old and like the reason you invest in these kind of 
products is that they do last. I mean, I, I use only white sheets, and so I never, you know, when I upgraded to a king bed, I, my kids got all of my queen size, and we, we're still using them. They're better and better than they ever were. And and that's what I mean by good value. It's, it's not about, um, you know what, it just, it's like anything. You get what you pay for. And you know, sure, if, if I'm the designer and you're the client and you're like, uh, you know, that's not where I want to put my money, I, I'm not going to, uh, you know, of course, then that's that's your choice. You know, some people want to put their money to the electronics and that's not, you know, or the appliances. Right. Um, well, you know, I'm going to say, okay, you do get what you pay for. You can certainly find, um, you know, products that are made overseas um, that look great, um, and actually, you know, maybe they feel soft out of the package, but there is a reason why they're twenty nine ninety nine, and over time that will become apparent, and you will be replacing them in two years. Right, which is Whereas not going to make you look good to your clients when they've spent all this money on you. They're going to no. actually hold you responsible. So there's, there's a big weight on yeah. the designer to understand how products work. And you mentioned before, like faucets, lighting, there's so many categories. So uh-huh. to a certain extent, we have to go to those people who are experts in each of those categories and do a little learning, uh, educate Absolutely. ourselves, and then pay that forward and make sure the client understands what he or she is getting. And don't you distinguish, I mean, at least in my mind, when I'm talking to clients, I distinguish very much between something I will touch and physically use every single day versus something that just has to look pretty, like an end table. I don't care if they want to spend two hundred dollars on an end table. It's not going to hurt anybody Absolutely. for them to do that, right? Okay. I mean, listen. I think for most of us, when we're doing a pro, you know, like I, I, I'm doing my house right now. Actually, I'm in the middle of doing my kitchen and my bathrooms by myself with a with a mill worker, and you know, the truth of the matter is. There are little places where I can get something, you know, at IKEA or HomeSense that looks fantastic and fits in, and I can mix that alongside certain things that are a lot more expensive um, that are being used, you know, like sheets is something, you know, like I said, you are sleeping in this bed 365 nights of the year. I mean, if I, I mean, of course, this is my world, so that's where I put my money. But I agree. This, the bed skirt, the side table, the lamp—I don't need to spend five thousand dollars on a, a table. Or a, I think you can get spectacular pieces that look great. But the the quality stuff comes into like the faucet, the shower head, the lighting. Like these are areas where I'm going to invest, and I'm going to trust and rely on my designer to tell me you know, what is the best, not just bang for my buck, but like the best experience. Right, right. And we have to rely on those vendors who make us look good over and over again. I can't, I say this all the time on the show. If you are used to shopping for the cheapest, you're making such a huge mistake. Instead, find vendors who are really passionate about what they do, support those vendors, become important to those vendors, and they will educate you and you will 
will in turn be able to educate your clients. So as long as I have you, the expert on all things betting, um, could you run through for, for anybody listening, what are the things you want to purchase on behalf of your clients and where are the pitfalls? And by the way, if you're listening and you're not in the habit of doing some purchasing for your clients, it's a big money maker. It's a great profit generator. Uh, and it's a valuable luxury service as well. So maybe it's something you want to consider. And let's start by considering what's on a bed. Right. Um, and let me just add, when your clients get into bed at night and you've created this bed for them, they will thank you. In the same way that when you've put in stuff on the cheap and they're their things are breaking, they're cursing you. When they get into a bed that you've put together with thought and, you know, knowledge in advance and, um, you know, they're going to slip into bed and they're going to be like, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, you know. You I don't know if that. I want my clients talking about me. And and go, oh, this is gorgeous. I, you know, I, when I moved into my current house, I, I know that a designer had done it for the previous owners. And you could see where everything had been done on the cheap. Like you could see the places that had been done on the cheap versus the, the areas of the house where they invested money. It, and, yeah. you know, so if I'm the person who had hired that designer, I'm cursing them every time the cheap stuff is falling apart. Sure. And I'm like, why didn't they put the same quality stuff as they did for this into that? So, you know, I, I, I know I'm... I'm a broken record a bit, but I, I am such a, I'm such a, as you know, such a big believer in the quality of the experience and, and the longevity of the product and um, the thoughtfulness and the integrity that goes into the product. It, it doesn't matter what the product is. So anyway, that's my little spiel. But to, to just to, to talk about the bed, which is my only domain, <laughs> my only area of expertise, um, there are a few things that... Um, for me, there are essentials for the designer, if the designer is doing the buying. And frankly, I will say something that I really think is important and I, and I, I think is, you know, almost a necessity. You know, I know a lot of designers like to come in to, the, to do the shopping without the client. And I, I really get that for the, um, the aesthetic stuff where you don't want to overwhelm them with choice and you want to kind of rein in the selection. But I think for things that are going to be like a shower head is a great example you know, that's something I want to, I want to know what that's going to, you know, feel like. I want to ex- see what that's going to look like um, before it's just installed. I want input on that. I feel the same way about a pillow. You know, a designer can't choose a pillow for you. A designer can recommend a couple of places to go, can recommend a sort of thing, but a, a pillow is something like y- y- you're investing in. It, it, it is like the key to the quality of your sleep. Right. You're talking so about a sleeping we, pillow, right? I mean, a sleeping pillow. Yeah. I'm not talking about most the decorative of the time, I'm talk- Most times clients have those and they, they're very strong. They have very strong preferences, but it does happen sometimes that they're going to build a second home and they'll say, you know, we both sleep on the thinnest possible feather pillows, in which case uh-huh. I would come in and pick them up but let them feel them and touch them before uh-huh. they finally said uh-huh. yes. But yeah, go ahead. Um, same for the duvet and same for the sheets. Um, because those those are the components. Like those three components are what is making up sleep. Our experience here is when designers are coming in and doing, they're, they're the ones who have been charged with doing 
the bedding, they're pretty much doing pillows, inserts, duvets, bed skirt, cover, you know, and the, and the reason being primarily, especially with the duvet, is when you're, when you're buying the duvet cover, which is the statement piece, you're typically going to get the duvet at the same time. You're going to get the same size. You're going to get the same measurement. Not if you're buying a second or whatever, but we do see a lot of the designers doing the entire beds. And so I always say, like, you know, um, except for the clients who, who, the designers who have been coming back to us for years and years and years, and they know as, as well as my salespeople what, what the duvets are and what the best pillows are for, for firm or, you know, squishy. Um, but for the most part, I, you know, I think it's not a bad thing to have the customer come in. We have tools in the store like you can lie down on the bed. We have a bed just for lying down. You can feel the mattress pad. You can try the duvets. You can lay your head on 12 different types of pillows to make sure you choose one. You can go to the thread count bar and pick the one you love the best by feel, not by, um, you know, just beauty. Like you can say like, oh, my, like my mom, the 220 is my favorite thread count. I don't need a 600. I don't, I, this is what I love. So um, the, the three components that really, for me, make up the inside job of the bed would be pillow, duvet, and sheets. Okay. And if you're, um, if you are in that position where your clients know quality, understand quality, want quality, but are pressuring you to do it on a budget, you're going to need to be firm about you know, the importance of spending money in that category, right? I mean, just the reality is we don't make the prices. That's what I tell my clients. I wish I could deliver everything you want for half the price, but I can't. I'm limited to what's available in real stores from real manufacturers. So this is the cost of great quality, and I think you should do it. Well, I mean, don't forget also, there's so many, um, there's so many price points. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, in terms of spending the money, are we talking like a, a European goose down pillow that might be $300 or are we talking about a really decent synthetic pillow that might be $65? Or because if I'm working, if I've hired a designer that I'm like, can you please get me the um, pillows that are $6.99 at the supermarket? I'm not sure why you're hiring a yeah. designer if that's the kind. So, you know, you don't go to, um, you know, you can come to a store like Oli and you can get a beautiful synthetic pillow and you can pay, prop, you know, $45. It will be the best synthetic pillow we have ever found. It will have synthetic blown in into clusters so that it feels like down, but it's not going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. If you are doing your kids' rooms or your cottage and you're, and this, of course, we get people on budget all the time and we're going to direct you to a pillow that has a lot more feather. It's going to be a third of the price, for instance, of a down pillow. So you don't have to spend that much money. But what I can tell you is that our feather pillow um, is made in Canada. We know exactly where the feathers are from. We know they are feathers. <laughs> um, we know what the shell is. Um, and I can also tell you that with products like, you know, hygienic products like pillows and duvets, uh, feather beds, if you, I mean, if you are getting them really cheap, I can guarantee that you are not getting goose down or e- even white feather. You might be getting... Um, you know, 
there are there are these vats that have compilations of you know chicken feather duck feather dust mite um all kinds of different stuff and that's what Ooh, yummy. <laughs> that's the old but that is and that that is my mother made duvets for years that was part of her business and it is the only way you can have a really 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 cheap product right. like that it's and the in, only way in all seriousness if you're listening and you're saying yeah but my clients do want me to go to the grocery store and pick up the six dollar and 99 cents pillow then what i would say to you and this might be counterintuitive you need to raise your rate because you're getting the wrong customers it, a customer who's spending 150 250 300 an hour is not asking for that supermarket pillow there but they also don't want to be taken advantage of so i really appreciate your your caution there. You don't have to spend $10,000 on the pillow. You could, but what you do want to get is the pillow that's the best value and satisfies the need. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, a a product with some integrity. I mean, these are, um, look at it this way. When I, when my baby, when my son was a baby, we, um, we bought him a crib and um, I'm not going to lie, it wasn't that expensive a crib. And I came in one morning and he was biting off all the paint <laughs> and eating it. And like, I'm not kidding. Days later, this big story broke about the paint in China on furniture oh. and all this stuff. I don't remember that. It wasn't I that totally remember that lead. And they were saying lead was I, in the paint. I felt sick. I felt sick to my stomach because I had gotten an inexpensive crib and I was like, eh, he's going to have every, and so, you know, there are certain things where, yeah, of course it makes sense to get, I mean, of course, to to save where you can save, but there are certain, I mean, like to me, I am putting my face on a pillow every day. I am putting a a, a blank, a duvet on my body every day. I want to know, you know, especially when it's, products like we're talking about like with fills of down or feather or um even synthetic where is it coming from where is it made these are things that matter to me that for the bed skirt no i don't care so much (laughs) you know for a decorative cushion go to home sense and get me something that's 1999 that looks like it's you know you can get these little tibetan fur cushions for 250 or 50 and they look identical i get that i get that but you know that's not really what we're talking about and i agree with you a hundred percent if you are telling me as your designer to go and get you supermarket pillows for 6.99 or whatnot or towels like at that price point either we're not a fit or you know i i'm not sure why hire a designer um you know I would take the resources and put them to a better pillow. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Rather than having some, so, um, you know, and, and that's, this is my, I'm very passionate about this topic, obviously, because um, I, I really do believe in investing in products that you know where they're from. Yeah. In, when it's Absolutely. things like your baby's crib or your pillow or those things that, uh, it's like what you put in your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And the fact of the matter is, um, 
we usually, when we're doing a presentation, we'll present the whole house at once. We don't present the bedding. We do that as part of styling, but we will mm -hmm. often put an allowance in, and the allowance we typically will put in is $5,000 if it's the master bedroom. We might go as little as $2,000 if it's the guest bedroom or a cottage bedroom or something like that. Yep. But we usually put in a pretty generous allowance. And then I explain to the customers what's going to go into that. And then I can bring them some examples when we get closer or I can bring them to the store. Um, the only problem with bringing them to the stores is just so many goodies and they can get distracted and they can mm -hmm. get off course and suddenly you're buying a raspberry duvet and that's not at all what you thought the whole room was going <laughs> to look like, right? So that's the only danger okay. there. Agree. And I mean, you know, and it's a fine balance between, you know, not wanting to overwhelm them with choice in terms of the aesthetic stuff like the duvet covers and the, you know, the pretty things and the styling. But when it comes to, you know, the educational component, um, <clears throat> I always find, you know, it's something I would want to try out in a store. If I'm going to spend the money on a good duvet or a good pillow, I would want to try it. Um, and sort of, uh, you know, I, what, what our designers usually do is they'll let us know in advance they're coming and they'll have their swatches that they're working with and their, you know, design boards. And we'll have a couple of things ready to show them. And for the most part, the clients sort of look at what's been chosen. They try out a pillow and then they go, they understand that that's not their domain and that's why they've hired the designer. Mm -hmm. You know, we, yeah. we don't see too, too often where the customer's like roaming for hours and going crazy. I mean, they typically, they want the guidance. They yeah. want it to be honed in for them. They, they, they want direction. Um, but they do want some say in what they're, in what they're sleeping on. Um, and in terms of budget, I mean, look, I, we, we have people coming all the time. Like I'm doing my, um, my daughter's dorm. We do, we do a lot of dorms right. and I mention that because it's not, it's, and I've seen a shift in the past five years where five years ago, I don't think we had, ever, we ever did a dorm bed ever. It was like, that's where you don't spend money for the dorm. And what I've seen in the past five years is it's become one of our biggest seasons of the year <clears throat> back to school back to university kids going off to college and i know why I can i tell you why you tell me why you think and i'll tell you why i think okay <laughs> i'll tell you in our in our family it's because i made yeah. my children pickles and we say once you're a pickle you can't be a cucumber anymore so they slept <laughs> on really good sheets their whole life they sh they slept on a feather bed and they slept in, on down pillows and then they went away to university they were in a dorm my son went to college and we went and we bought from the big box stores a duvet cover sheets like super super cheap and in both cases it was about 2 weeks 3 weeks into school and they said this bed sucks and mom, please, can't you do something? And I felt so bad, but I, you know, wow, okay, they well, really, they now, so I've ruined my children basically for good betting. They're, well, that's what it is. That's, yeah. that, I mean, I don't say ruined, you've, but you're <laughs> right. Pickles. And so what I've seen happen is we, we've been around in Toronto for um, 20 years exactly. And that's just about the age of these kids who were born when we opened <laughs> and wound up somehow sleeping in their parents' bed. And then eventually they were bought their linens as teenagers. And, you know, Oh, and so when they're going off to college, they, they're, they've just grown up in it. And they don't come in and say, like, I want the 300 3 Their parents come in with the kids, and they're like, here's our budget. We're not spending more than 500 bucks, but we need everything. 
and we make it work. You know, we're doing, we sell tons of jersey sets that are really reasonably priced. Um, we're not giving them, you know, we're giving them fantastic synthetic duvets that will last them the four years. And in many cases, what I try to do is, I, I'm even like, and if you go with down, you know, you're going to have, it's guaranteed for 10 to 15 years, this is going to be the duvet that you upgrade into your first apartment, into your, you know, when you mm-hmm. go out of res. And, um, and so we're not spending thousands on these beds. We're spe- I mean, and I've done them, you know, you can make it work between two to $300. But the point is, they have grown up in it, and just because they're going to college, they're not going backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. So they, they're going to, um, you know, some of them take their duvets from home, and they just come and get a, a cover that's, like, a little more grown up. Yeah. Um, but it has become um, a huge season for us where I had never had that before. And, again, yeah, the reason is they, 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 they're grown up, and that, and that kind of answers your question that you started with a long time ago are you constantly having to have these conversations of why it's worth spending no and this is kind of why it's right. been 20 years and the people that are coming into our store get it and they've grown up with it and it doesn't mean that they're necessarily um all you know affluent or you know but they for some of them, that's where they're putting their money. Right. Like, okay, so the store's you know, only been open for 20 years, so it wasn't 30 years ago it, that I bought my It's been open 20 years in Toronto. 20 oh, years in Toronto, okay. 35 when my mom opened it in Montreal. Oh, so my duvet then is only 20 years old. Oh, big deal. It looks perfect 20. after 20 years. <laughs> 20. It's yeah, still yeah. an amazing product. Okay, this, <laughs> what you're talking about is now sort of reminding me about the... Um, the beauty of what's appropriate. As a designer, it is my job to bring clients choices that are appropriate. It is not appropriate for me to sell a client who has a modest budget a $20,000 sofa. That would rob them of having some other things that they need in their home. And so that wouldn't be an appropriate choice. So always our job is to provide clients with great value and and describe what's appropriate and if you have those customers the kids are grown uh they they have two homes they're fairly affluent then it's absolutely appropriate to go to the higher end of the bedding and conversely if not then you take them to the bedding that's affordable but still great value so this idea of appropriate is also about an inside job isn't it yeah and and i mean um one of the reasons for hiring a designer too is that <clears throat> presumably they know all the secrets and all the places to go and um, you know we also have an outlet as you know and we've worked really hard to make the outlet a place where for for those who who really are more on a budget and but really want quality we, we source any way we can to sort of um, well, first of all, we're, we're you know you're going to find our core collections, you know, up to seventy off, and I know it sounds like like a commercial, but I, I mean people like love this outlet, and and designers bring their clients to the outlet all the time. Mm-hmm. When they're doing a cottage, they'll go right to the outlet. When they're doing you know little kids rooms and they don't not all of them but when they're doing you know and they and they they want the quality but they don't want to spend they come to the outlet and they know what we've 
you know, curated there is not just our core collections that are on sale, but we've also pulled together like great price sheets, for instance, that maybe we've ordered from Portugal in, in bulk. And so we can give a phenomenal price. So we're never sending people away because they are on a budget. What we are always trying to do is, you know, make it work so that you can experience quality depending what your price is. Now, that said, of course, there are people who just, you know, should, should just we're not for them we're just not for them and there is a person who wants their pillows and doesn't care from the supermarket then they don't care and i know i know people like that it's just it doesn't matter to them and that i'll never convince that person why they should get um you know really good cotton sheets and invest in them i will never convince that person right. and i i don't have time to and so you know maybe for the designer that you, you got to pick your battles you know mm -hmm. you have to pick your battles where are you where is it most important for you to put their money from their budget i always recommend the feather bed i went to my girlfriend's house in texas i probably told you the story i don't know many years ago and i had the best night's sleep and i said what kind of mattress is that because that was a great <laughs> sleep and then we took mm -hmm. her bed apart she goes i don't know let's look and it wasn't the mattress it was the little feather bed that goes on top mm -hmm. and that to me yeah. is such a game changer it's such a great i mean the feather bed is a european innovation and I, we found it through um langdon hall which is like a beautiful resort in ontario um and uh i i believe that from there we, we started getting requests we sourced them and uh the rest is history but it's a great piece and you know uh, for sure, for some, it's a complete luxury. If you're putting it on your bed, it's a luxury. It's I'm not going to say it's like in the top three pieces you need, you know, to have a great bed. Does it add a little extra deliciousness? Absolutely. Where the feather bed can be an absolute money saver. Um, and this to me is like, this is why you hire a designer because they know these things. They have these tips. They know these secrets. If you have a crappy hide-a-bed <laughs> or it's for your guests or you have a really old mattress at your cottage and you are not upgrading your mattress, you put on a feather bed for a couple of hundred dollars and then what you have is an incredible experience an incredible sleeping experience you've improved the quality of your of your crappy mattress tenfold and your guests are thrilled you eliminate the bars in the back and you know so not you know what 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 began as like this luxury item that you know transforms your bed into a cloud at a luxury resort is also transforms crappy mattresses too right. <laughs> like you put it on an old in a guest room your guests will be like oh my, you almost need to do nothing else but put it on, and it's it's it is. So in that re regard, it is a game changer. Okay. Do you, by any chance, have a handout that we could provide to listeners on what goes into a quality bed in case they just want to add it to their styling toolkit? I most certainly do. We we made a handbook um, because we were constantly you know having these conversations and having these conversations and people you know they're not going to take notes in the store they wanted to leave with some of the information and so we created our handbook and it has you know everything from you know thread count 101 and what is thread count really why does it even matter what's egyptian cotton is it all you know uh hype is it true there, it, it touches on everything it answers 
every question you ever had, you know, deep mattresses, do you need a bed skirt? You know, how many pillows is too many? How do I care for my linens? Like everything. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Now does it also, so it has how to care for the linens? Oh yeah. Okay. So just as a, a pointer, everybody, at the end of a project, we always give our clients a binder. Um, and I don't think we have that in the binder. Maybe we used to, but I don't remember seeing it in a while. We give them a binder and it has in there the warranties as well as the care instructions for all of the quality items we purchased for them. Mm -hmm. So that would be a really good thing to put in your client mm -hmm. binder at the end of a job as well, for sure. Well, I'm a, I'm a real fan of you know, the designers being really, really well educated. I think it's so important. Like, and not just in the bedding, but, but in, and if you're doing kitchens and bathrooms and you're doing lighting, um, and bedding, I just think it's so important. And it, and, and, you know, whether it's our handbook or someone else's website or, you know, it's information that I think everybody should know. Like, how do you care for, you know, part of the reason, people shy away from investing in good linens is they 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 don't want to they, they imagine them being fussy or you know the care is too daunting or um or or on the flip side they spend the money and then they find they're they're not lasting after two years because they're going in a hot dryer for an hour so right. you know i like to demystify that and 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 you know, when you when you don't use a hot dryer for an hour every week, you'll have the sheets as you've experienced. You can have them for a decade, or right. longer, or more. Or longer. Um, okay, we like to yeah, end, I, go ahead. We like to um, we like to end every episode with um, design intervention, and typically I leave <laughs> it pretty wide open, and I'll give you a chance to throw out anything that comes to mind. But as part of it, maybe. Because you work with a lot of designers, I would love for you to tell me what you love about working with designers. And then if you can muster up the courage and the candor, I would love to hear what bothers you about working with designers, how we might improve. Uh, do you have pet peeves? So I'm really putting you on the spot here, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, the first answer that comes to mind is, for the most part, I love working with designers and I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not sucking up. I promise. I love working with designers because they get it. They get the world, they get the industry. Um, for the most part, they're decisive. <laughs> so, you know, when you, <laughs> when you have someone coming in off the street, who's never been in a bedding store versus someone who's does this for a living, um, it's just easy, right? Like it's easy. We can sit down, we spread out our samples, we go from bed to bed, they get it. It's, you know, I love that. It's, um, it's fun and they, sh and they, sh and they share the excitement because they're in design and, and the creating part is so much of what we do. Um, because although we've talked so much about the insides, I mean, let's not forget our jam is styling beds and making beautiful beds on the outside too. So that is such a fun thing for us. So I love working with designers in that regard. And I love when they come in with their samples and their swatches and their, their carpet pieces and their drapes. Like that's when it's fun. That's what's fun to me. So that's my absolute favorite. Um, what don't I like? I mean, that's, that is a tough one because our design, we work with amazing designers. Um, and maybe that's a function of just having been here long enough that we have this core clientele that have been coming for years that we all have relationships with. I, I honestly can't, 
Um, oh, come I, I on. You just said you just said uh, indecisiveness. So what about that? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. I think for me, what I get frustrated with when I see it is designers who have no knowledge, like they're not knowledgeable in what um, and I'm not talking that they should under, you know, know my degree of knowledge, but I feel like if you come in and you don't even know what a duvet cover is or, you know, you see that right away, that this person is not, should not be guiding this other person. Right. Um, or, or can't decide and is all over the place like that. Their job is to be the decider and to rein in their, their customer. So when we have to rein in a designer, that does not bode well. You know, when the designer is in the store and they've pulled like 27 different samples and deco pillows and throws and everything is everywhere, we see that with clients and that's, you know, we get that. But when a designer is doing that, um, something's gone awry, <laughs> you know? Or they're new at it or they they're just, new, they lack new. confidence. Yeah, um, that, yeah. that. And, you know, and that's what, when it's a new designer, I find that less, you know, less frustrated. When it's someone who's, like, ex- supposedly been doing it for many years, and that's just how they, um, <laughs> you know, there has to be some kind of, like, this, this, that, here, that, you know what I mean? Um, and that would be, for me, it's funny, it, that would be my design intervention because, you know, I, and it's interesting, we just had this staff meeting with uh, like a sales meeting and we were talking about, as we're, we're launching a whole bunch of new collections, we're talking about how to be careful of not um, showing clients too much. And I also have some new salespeople and that's one of my core training is, you know, points is don't over don't show the client 12 options right show them three yeah you know let them roam let them do a tour find out what their style is are they contemporary are they traditional um is it a guy is it a, you know a single woman are they design mm-hmm. you know and then what's their color what are they drawn to but beyond that do not pull out you know because we also have hanger we have like 20 beds in the store plus hanging samples and options and thread colors and i'm you know the the intervention is don't go there right you know know what colors yeah know their style and rein it in for them right and if you do find that you're going to meet a client at a shop a bedding store or any other store go an hour before make Mm -hmm. some pre-selects Get your confidence yes. up while the client is not staring at you. That's that's my yes. best advice. Meet with the experts behind the scenes saying, look, I'm not very good at this. I'm sort of nervous or this client freaks me out. She, you know, she's super gruff. Whatever it is, tell them the truth. Tell them you need help and narrow it down. Have it yes. pre-set up so when they walk in, you go, this Have is what prepared. I think you should do. I think you should do this. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and those designers that do call, and, and a lot of our designers, again, they're regulars and they have their people they work with all the time and they'll call and they'll be like I need grays or I need purples or this is that her room is and we'll prep and if they're not that comfortable and they come in advance and they get everything ready on our design center the customer also comes in and is and feels you know I love to come into an appointment and you've thought about what I want and you've laid it out for me oh yeah so good you know instead of me coming in and you're like okay have a look. I know because I just was choosing kitchen appliances and my head exploded. I walked in and I'm like, 
there's 30 fridges here. What do I do? Because I didn't have a diner. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? I need you to tell me the two best and let me pick my favorite of those two. Right. Yeah, it's, it's way too overwhelming otherwise. So it really is. Did I, did I shortchange us in the design intervention department by giving you a category? Or um, is there some other business tip? Like, was there a pivotal moment for you as a business owner where you realized it was okay to make a profit, earn a living, and provide a service at a certain quality? That's a really good question. Um, it, 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 wow, that is a good question. I would say that, I don't, I mean, I'm sure you remember 2008. <laughs> Are you kidding? Wow. It was like, it was like a wall went up. Nine, let's say. Yeah. And I remember sitting with, and my mom at the time was my partner and my husband is my partner. And I remember the three of us sitting and, you know, um, okay, how are we going to go forward over the next few months? Obviously things were changing and we're a luxury brand and, or at least we're perceived as a luxury brand. And so one of the conversations we had was, should we start to buy some product from China? Like betting you, it's very easy to get. And we knew, you know, where to go so that we have something on offer and we had many conversations about it and and not that there yes not that there is anything wrong with china whatever it's just that we make our brand in canada we import the fabric from right. you know europe and we manufacture in canada um and we do a little bit of manufacturing in italy and portugal um and that's and that's who are that's what we do yeah and i think good and point for anybody listening that you you know you can say the same thing about wherever you live that you want to keep um local businesses and local manufacturing employed and thriving and that's really right. important for wherever and, and you mean, live yeah Exactly. And I, and I mean, like, that's just who we are. Like when my mom opened her first store in 1981, she, th that was her mandate. She was going to bring the European sleep experience to Canada. And then when she opened her factory, she was going to bring the European fabrics and make them here. And that is who we are. And that's how we grew. And that's what makes us different. And if we were selling um, more disposable, less expensive product like that, then we are like a lot of boxers. There's nothing to differentiate who we are. And that's just not, you know, our thing is we do custom work. We solve those problems of deep mattresses. We, we do, you know, know our sewers. And so we quickly decided that, you know, whatever happens, happens. We can't not be who we are. And we continue as before. This is where our fabric comes from. This is where we make it. This is who we are. Um, you know, did we try to source? better price points yes of course but from europe and you know did we negotiate with our sewers in montreal yes we did but we didn't go anywhere else and i think from that point the fact that we made it <laughs> and we survived and we were okay yeah. and then we grew and grew i think that was a real turning point for me because um though my mom had experienced her own recession in the early 90s for for me and my husband it was our first downturn ever and it, it, was me, <laughs> it was a doozy. Was and it was a doozy, and yeah. it made me. But it, you know, in retrospect, it was a beautiful thing because it made me. It made us really know who we are mm -hmm. more than ever before. Know that it would not be worth it ever to stray from who we are, what we believe in, and what we do. And so, and and this, and that's why sometimes it's okay to. 
I hate saying fire a customer, but to more acknowledge to them and yourselves that it's not going to be a fit. Mm-hmm. It, we're not for you. And and it's funny because, I, like I said, I actually know people who who don't, you know, that's just not their, they don't care at all what their pillow feels like, and they would never spend, you know, yeah. Well, uh, even I can $50 on a pillow, but they'll spend $300 on jeans. Yeah, so I can totally I relate to that because my husband's complete, he really loves great stereo equipment and yep. sound. I could care less if it's coming out of a boombox on my dresser. As long as it's loud, I'm super happy, and I don't even notice. But it makes him crazy that the sound doesn't sound right. So he'll spend a lot of money on that stuff, and I say it's not worth it to me. Um, So it's the same thing. He's not going to convince you. And I mean, I I had a guy come in, and he was in um, um, one of the you know really luxury brand down jackets that we all know and love. And, you know, they're about eight $900. And um, he put a pillow down on the counter, and he was like, why is this pillow $200? <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm like, sir, I have to interview. He said that to my salesman. I'm like, I, let me step in here. <laughs> and I'm like, you know that the jacket that you're wearing is you're going to wear it for two months of the year, maybe three if we're unlucky. And this pillow has more down in it, and you're going to sleep on it for like five years every night and yet the mind and i get it though the mindset i didn't say it as berating as that but the mindset of yeah the 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 goose down jacket for sure it's a thousand bucks but a pillow a pillow are you kidding me (laughs) but i mean like so (laughs) they're just you know for me i'm going to educate as best i can i'm going to give you my little spiel and but i also am going to know when i'm not I'm not winning the battle. I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, no one is ever going to convince me to, you know, like you said, care about a stereo speaker. Right. No one. I'll never care. So I get that. And that's why it's really about knowing who your people are, who, and we always say, you know, um, who are our clients? Our clients are people who care about quality of life quality of life, like a good sleep, a good product, a great meal, you know, um, where things are made, um, travel, travel, like when you travel, there are people who are adventure seekers and there are people who want a really good night's sleep in a nice hotel with plush towels. I know who we're, you know, so I think that that whole recession period really solidified that knowledge we can't be all things to all people but we can do this really 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 well and um you know as a designer it's the same thing does your client line up with your philosophy if your client if if you if you can't bring yourself to go buy pillows at a supermarket for 6.99 which is a real thing by the way um (laughs) maybe we're not (laughs) we're not going to mesh as client and designer I would say that that's absolutely true. And again, I, it might be an oversimplification, but you probably need to charge more money because at a certain price point, clients aren't going to send you on those kinds of fool's errands. Um, you guys, I wish you were all able to shop in Oli. Of course, if you're in Toronto, you can. Uh, if you are shopping with U.S. dollars, by the way, online, I'm assuming, Joanne, they can shop online. And right now the dollar absolutely. is a, at a crazy advantage, so it might be worth shipping it. 
it. Um, the shipping is free, so. There you go. So it, it pays to get to know the vendors who make you look good every single time. Thanks for the great tips, and um, I look forward to seeing you soon. I've got a couple of projects that we're styling in November, so I'm coming in. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Miss you. I miss you <laughs> we'll too, sweetie. <laughs> Sounds okay. good. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. This was super fun. You're the best. Bye. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community. If you love what we do, please show your support by subscribing to the podcast and rating our efforts. Remember, you can be a part of the podcast by sharing your comments, ideas, and questions via the BOD hotline at 416-780-9187, extension 107, or by sending an MP3 file to info at businessofdesign.com. And when you're ready to transform your business and your life, sign up for a monthly or annual membership. Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.